Hello and welcome to Vet Club Vet Books Edition. We are back to, I think we're at episode 10. Yeah, one more than the chapter. Chapter 9 um, of Silverstein and Hopper's uh, Small Animal Critical Care Medicine, volume, or second edition, not volume two, second edition, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying. So we're doing chapter nine, which is a hypertensive crisis, um, which is different than like managing chronic hypertension. So that's that's why this is an emergency book rather than a, a long-term management book. Um, but the authors for this are Kate Hopper and Scott Brown. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, that's pretty much, why are you texting me while we're doing a show? Well, I did it before we started the show. Oh, I didn't know that. I put the headphones on the cat. Oh, it's adorable. Is this going to be like, we need to put this as the cover. I don't think so. It doesn't look, he doesn't look comfortable <laughs> at all. He doesn't. He might but get in trouble. I don't, I'm a vet. It's fine. I don't, um, there's that one vet that got in trouble a while ago. That, there's a lot of vets that have gotten in trouble, usually for like posting shooting photos. animals with arrows through them. Yeah. Posting photos on the internet. Yeah, that's not allowed. So no um, headphones on the cat. Okay. I think it's cute, but maybe we'll try to get a less distressing looking photo afterwards, <laughs> but I think it's a brilliant idea. Okay. Anyhow, you're distracting me. Stop doing that. So this chapter, the last one we did, which has been a little bit ago now, where we talked about hypotension, and I probably ranted a little bit on how the problem with focusing on blood pressure is that we don't really have a good way to measure yeah, it. Yeah, you did talk about that. Yeah. So if you didn't listen to that one... Just in case I need to make I need to make the point that indirect blood pressure measurements suck in veterinary medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, so but they're what we use and you know, they suck. But okay, so that's the caveat. But this chapter is about high blood pressure, um, which is also potentially concerning um when it gets very, very high. And so that's what we're gonna kinda talk about. Um and like why is it a problem? So I don't remember if we talked about this much. Did we talk about the difference between systolic, diastolic, and the mean blood pressure and which ones were most important yeah. when and why? We did. Okay. Yeah, you talked about that. So. Cool. I talk about that a lot, like at work and talking about that kind of thing. So um, when we're talking about high blood pressure, um, it's kind of the opposite. So when we're talking about low blood pressure, the most important measurement for most of your organs is the mean and then the diastolic is really important for the heart, and then the systolic is kind of the least important on the low end, if you're looking at the low end. But for high blood pressure, it's the opposite. We're most um, interested in the systolic blood pressure, then maybe the diastolic blood pressure, and then the mean is... is so what are they again? So diastolic is... At its lowest. So its low, basically lowest. when... Yeah. Um, so when the heart is d- during systole or when the heart is squeezing, the blood pressure is going to be the highest. What's the, is it like a sine wave? What's it look like? Um, It's not quite a sine wave. It's a little irregular. So it initially goes up like pretty high, pretty quickly and it peaks yeah. and then it comes down in the, um. so the back half of the wave is more gradual than the front half. So it's like whoosh. And then it kind of a little bit more gradual. So it's, it's, it's a poorly drawn sine wave. Yeah. And then there's usually a little notch afterwards. Um, but yeah, so it comes down a little bit more gradually than it so goes the, up. So the pressure probably increases when it very quickly pumps blood out. Yeah, and then uh, it cle- whichever vein or artery the, goes out. Well, it pumps out of the heart into the aorta. That's the first mm-hmm. major artery, and then everything comes off of the aorta, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I think everything, absolutely everything, even the coronary, the coronary arteries, which are what feed the heart, come off right away, but they still come off of the aorta. Mm-hmm. 
And then, um, so, and then the, the blood pressure never falls to zero because there's always, there's, well, I guess it, it does. Yeah. The blood pressure does fall to zero eventually. Uh, or if it does, you, you die. Um, but like there's always some pressure in the arterial mm-hmm. system or there should be. And what do they compare the pressure to? Like what what's, um, so, because pressure is relative. Is it right. relative to... So when we the rest measure of the body, blood, or so one no. Atmosphere? When we when we melt, uh, so when we measure blood pressure, it is um, relative to the the baseline is going to be to like the right atrium as the standard, um, and then it is normalized, I think, to one atmosphere. Yeah, I think that's probably right. That's standard for everything. Yeah, like that sounds right. So probably that's what everything is calibrated to. But as you know, like if your baseline, like where you're measuring it, um, like where you're supposed to measure it, is at the level of the right atrium. Mm-hmm. So and this is why the this, indirect ways don't work very well. It's one of the reasons, yeah. Because, like, yeah. Now, the, the this is part of the problem that when the research is done using the indirect blood pressure measurements, they always do it very consistently. The animal is in this lateral recumbency, and we hold it this way, and we use this size, and we do it the same way every time. And even when they control everything and do it the best they can, this thing still kind of perform yeah. poorly. But in real life, we never have that good of a control of the situation, um, and so they're so even worse. It was systolic is the lowest. No, highest. Is the highest and diastolic is the, is lowest. the lowest. Yeah, and then right, mean cool. is, is again not the arithmetic mean, but the area under the curve mean. That's mm-hmm. mean blood pressure. Okay, so but for hypertension, elevated blood pressure, so um, the peak diastolic is the lowest. Is the lowest. The bottom. The words are too close together. Yeah, it's fair. It's very confusing, especially when you diastolic like down is the bottom. Yeah, I don't know if that helps at all. Yeah. Okay, um, and so at any rate. Um, there's a few other things to think about when measuring blood pressure, uh, that, um, and this is, there's problems with measuring it, right? The measuring it is fairly inaccurate, but then there's also situational things that can affect a blood pressure at a moment in time. And so you are familiar with the white coat effect on blood pressure. As you recall, when we went to the doctor, yeah, he's so mean that? to me. Yeah. He measured your blood pressure and he was like, it's kind of high. And mine was perfect. Um, yeah. Well, it's because I'm afraid he's going to like stab like, you stab or something. Or... Yeah. So Tover's blood pressure was a little bit high. And, but our doctor was like, yeah, but the white coat effect is pretty common. So what did he have you do? Nothing. That's not true. He said the best thing to do is buy one of those at home blood pressure monitoring kits and check it at home. And if it's low at home, then we can just ignore this and assume that you're just like scared of me. I'm a big scaredy cat. Um, No, that's not really what it is. But that's hard too because I live my whole life in fear of you. And yet when we got the at home blood pressure monitoring kit and I was staring at you and be like, don't make this harder for us. um, Your blood pressure was fine. So I helped. That's how low my blood pressure is. (laughs) You're barely alive. It's actually the the fear of living with me that keeps you alive. It's terrifying. Yeah, I'm very scary. I'm I'm pretty sure there's some people out there that would be like, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyhow, so you have to keep that in mind that um you know cats and dogs are are not infrequently stressed when they come into a vet clinic. Yeah, because they don't even know what's going on. Exactly. Um, I live in a small box, so you have to take that with a grain of salt. But if you think that, you know, the blood pressure is real or have reason to think that it's persistent, then you need to take that seriously. So they outlined, there are some guidelines. There's a a consensus 
statement from the ACVIM that talks about like hypertension and when do we treat it. Um, and so they have some guidelines for that. Um, what's your risk category, blah, blah, blah. So according to the those publications, the recommendation, which is somewhat extrapolated from people and somewhat just like adjusted for animals, because um, our values tend to be a little higher because we assume a little bit more uh, white coat effect, but, um, and also just lack of research. But <clears throat> so if the systolic blood pressure is less than 150, According to this consensus statement, you could be like, I'm not that worried about it. And if the diastolic blood pressure is less than 95, not worried about it. Um, but if either of those start to increase above those values, you're like, oh, I should probably pay attention. And then the more they increase, you should pay more attention or be more worried. Um, with the <clears throat> kind of once the systolic goes above 180 or 120, you should be like, I am fairly alarmed and I should probably do something about it. So, and then they'll, they'll talk a little bit more about the different degrees of worry. But again, you have to believe those numbers. So they do need to kind of make sense. And so we, which is hard. It's hard because um, with low blood pressure, um, I talk about, it's pretty easy on a physical exam to find other, to look at other things. I can look at the heart rate, the pulse quality, the gum color, capillary refill time, temperature. There's a lot of other much more objective things that I can look at that tell me, yeah, this, this is something I should pay attention to. But with high blood pressure, I don't have those things until it gets really bad. Yeah, you can't um, like ask the, the cat, hey, do your, uh, do your arms hurt? Right, do you have any chest pain? Um, so the we start to see end organ damage when it's either really high or moderately high in sustained high blood pressure. And do you know which organs we should be most worried about? You Probably pop? the heart. Yeah, that's one, good. Um, let's go with the kidneys. Good. Those are always of concern. And then what else? There's two more. Has, oh, there's two more. Two more. What takes a lot of blood? It's not about, well, it's not what takes a lot of blood. Probably the lungs. Nope. Good guess, but no. <laughs> the lungs are pretty pliable. They're like, meh, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't really know of any other organs. <laughs> You've heard of both of these organs, I'm I promise sure. you. I just don't know um, what so they, they do. um they're fairly sensitive if blood leaks out of them. Like if you have high blood pressure. This is the liver. No, liver's pretty tough when it right. comes to that kind of thing. Um and we'll uh, so the brain. The brain. And the eye. And the eye. Yeah. So those are the things that we we at least will recognize in end organ damage. So mm -hmm. um patients uh, can if have they're, uh, can like you give them like marijuana if they're uh, I suppose. I don't know if that's like a uh, an approved treatment. I, it's probably, I'm sure there's somebody it's somewhere probably that not it. mentioned in this chapter. Yeah, well, <laughs> in the next edition. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, um, at any rate, uh, those are the four organs you want to keep an eye on. Wink, wink. Mm -hmm. um, but you look there's specific things that you would be concerned about. The eye is actually probably one of the the most useful because you can look at the back of the eye and do you can see it you can see it you can do a fundic exam and see sort of um a what exam? typical a fundic fundic f-u-n-d-i-c oh that's even worse fundic than fundip. Exam. a fundip exam where you take a fundip and you take some of the sugar and you sprinkle it in their eye and then you use that sugar paddle and you just smear it around and then you ask them if it hurts <laughs> And if it does, and if um, they then say they're yes, not you go, ah, That's a talking cat. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun dick, fun dip. Now you're going to be saying it wrong. A fun dip exam. Uh, but the fun dick exam where you're looking at the back of the eye, um, 
usually with a special le- well with a special lens so that you can see it. This is when you go, when we go to the eye doctor, they do this. They look at the back of our eye, and they'll take a fun picture of it and show it to you. Yeah. And you ignore that part, right? Yeah, they just say to do it, and the doctor's like, oh, you have blah, 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 blah. You okay, have whatever. eye. <laughs> and you're like, I do have eye. Thank I you. I love it when they, uh, they like, trace it. Look here. <laughs> oh, see, like, I actually do look at that. I'm like, oh. I don't oh, know what any of this means, Oh, the doctor. back of my eye is so pretty. What are you talking about? Yeah, they like the back of my eye, too. It's like, oh, look mm-hmm. at the veins. This is good. Oh, cool. <laughs> you have blood. Yeah. We weren't sure that you did. We talked to your wife, and she didn't think you had any. I feel any. like doctors should always preface this. It's like... Do you know what I'm talking about or care? Should I skip this? Yeah. 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 There should be like an option on the Forbes. intro. <laughs> I think there was something in a, a show the other day. I love that. Oh, no. It was one of your skip comics intro. that you were reading. Someone was talking and they like, pop, pop. skip intro. <laughs> that would be cool if we just had like that in real life. Just like, boop, skip. Or like that 15 seconds fast forward. You got to be careful <laughs> with that. Uh, Adam Sandler had a movie about that. Oh, click. Yeah. Yeah, that was not one of his best movies. Not one of his worst. A lot of people was, really a, like it. It was a I think, middling. Um, I would consider that a middling movie. I think people like 10 to 12 years younger than you really like that movie. I don't know what that means. I mean, I know what that means, but I was like, oh, those people are, those those are kind of some messed up people. <gasps> she said about the people probably listening right now. <laughs> um, if you really like Click, you know, again, I consider that an average Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. And I'm a fan of Adam Sandler movies. Just that one's not my favorite. Yeah, but if you're like 10 to 12 years younger, you, you weren't alive when um, Happy Gilmore and Waterbury came yeah, out. Yeah, you have a different like standard. You were alive when Click came out. Your standard bear um, f- for you Adam like Sandler Click movies Click and what's the, the other one? Mr. Deeds. Yeah, Mr. Deeds is definitely not Younger people love those two. Do they? Yeah. Interesting. How do you know? Who are these younger people that you're suddenly the spokesperson for? You're the spokesperson for younger people? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Do you think that you're one of them? No. Oh, okay. That's good. At least, I don't like I was those like, two as much either. Oh, okay. So who are these younger people that you're getting these these votes from? All the people that I work with. You work with literally two other people. <laughs> I used no, to work with other, a lot of other three people. Three other people. Both, two of those people are much older than you. And the other but one is like 12. Two of them I worked with. It's the one other one is 21 12. and the other one is like 26. 21 is 20 years younger than me. All right. Then people 20 years. <laughs> I didn't want to go there. Children. Chil- I, I'm pretty sure the people you, you work with um, either are older than us or were not alive when Click came out. Yeah, I just hang on. What okay. now? We have to look up when what year click did click came out? Click came out, yeah, came out in what are you guessing? Two thousand. I'm gonna say seven. And oh, I was two thousand six. Were thinking. you gonna say two thousand seven? No, I was thinking six. Okay. I was thinking about upping it. Click movie. All right, let's see what year. I said two thousand seven. You said two thousand six. Son of a gun, two thousand six. Oh, I'm so good. The year. Yeah, came but out. to be fair, you are pretty good at that. But this time, I get made my guess first, and you could have based yours off of my guess. You might have been. Thinking no, I was thinking two thousand. I was just deciding whether to go that? up higher, and then you said two thousand seven. So then I couldn't go up higher because it's not two thousand eight. That'd be ridiculous. Hmm. So you, what you're saying is your answer was influenced by my answer. Yeah, you shouted it out first. <clears throat> not right. my fault. All right. All right. Back to I'm hypertension. Forever. So. Uh, <laughs> diastolic blood pressure, diet, whatever. Diastolic <laughs> blood pressure is the low one. Yes. It's Systolic down. blood pressure is the high one. Mm-hmm. And then the mean is somewhere in the middle. Right. Cool. Got it. Okay. There's two more things you have to learn. <sighs> <clears throat> yeah, I know. There's a quiz at the end. So there is hypertensive urgency where you're like, ooh, this is urgent. And then there's hypertensive emergency. 
which is like, I have to do something right now. In fact, what do they say? They talk about patients with significant increase in blood pressure, meaning a systolic greater than 160, but no evidence of target organ damage are considered to have hypertensive urgency. Mm-hmm. So, so um, emergency <clears throat> is like when you go to the emergency room and you wait there for eight hours. Urgency is when you just need an x-ray and you go onto a place and wait for you a You go to urgent hours. care. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Urgent care is when you should be seen, like emergency is when you should be seen immediately, but you wait forever. Urgent care is when like, eh, you're doing okay. And they get, they get you in and out pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. What they're trying to do with urgent care is get fewer people in the emergency room um, so that they can be seen more quickly. But anyway. I feel like they should name that less emergency. What do you mean? Urgent care? Like, should, yeah, urgent people don't know the difference. Yeah, yeah. They're like, I don't know. Both of those sound pretty like I need to deal with this. Not as emergency room. <laughs> people would understand <laughs> that. It's the <laughs> emergency room. It's like plus minus. Um. So hypertensive emerge or sorry, urgency is like you should probably try to get that blood pressure down. But uh, a hypertensive emergency is when the blood pressure basically if you do have target organ damage. Um what is target organ damage? Those four organs that we said. Yeah. That you have to so worry about. The target so organs. The target organs, yeah. So if you have evidence of damage to any one or more of those, then you have an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um and you have to get the blood pressure down. Like right now. Um how do you do that? Oh, with antihypertensive drugs. Yeah. You can't yeah. just like blood let them put yeah, yeah, put like a <laughs> You could in I there guess that would work. Pull the pressure. You out. could you could make them hypovolemic. Yes, that would in fact lower the blood pressure if you would, bled them significantly. Oh, I guess it I was might just cause other problems a, too. So a that needle is not in there and it'd like inflate a bag or something. Wait, what? To get rid of the pressure. How what? Bleed off some You put of the a pressure. needle where and inflate in a bag? Yeah, wouldn't it? Wouldn't inflating the bag make the pressure go higher? No, you don't inflate the bag the the <laughs> from the vein. Gotcha. So you just bleed them so that the blood collects in the bag? I don't understand. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know how this still works. I'm not a physiologist. <laughs> no, I'm trying to understand what you were describing. Uh so no. Whatever so you're describing is not correct. The volume so Oh, the capacity of your blood volume? Yeah. Yeah, but that's just called hemorrhage. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said, bloodletting. So it would work. It would lower the blood pressure, but it would probably have too many adverse effects. So we're probably not going to do that. Yeah. You couldn't use like some sort of machine where you kind of almost like a dialysis machine. And they just live with that extra like. No, just for like the emergency one. Oh, yeah. Lower it for there. No, no. We use drugs. Yeah. We use drugs to accomplish the same thing. So you're talking about increasing the capacity. We're increasing the capacity of your vascular system. So we just um, dilate the vessels. And so the same kind. So we're going to cause arterial dilation. And then the same amount of blood in a greater volume leads to lower pressure. Ta-da! So you're sort of right. Um, (laughs) No, you're not right at all. (laughs) Um, But yeah, kind of. So most of the antihypertensive drugs are going to be... um, Things like beta blockers, calcium channel blockers, those kinds of things. Um, the specific drugs um, are going to be, again, dependent on how urgent this is, whether or not you're going to use the um, injectable ones that can get the blood pressure down really fast um, or the oral ones that are going to be. So And if you start with the injectable ones to get the blood pressure down fast, then usually, unless it was for some reason, like a very short term reason for hypertension, which I can't even think of an example, um, 
<clears throat> you're going to put them on oral medications to maintain the blood pressure lower. Um, and so, yeah, that part's kind of fun. Um, there's not a lot of drugs for that. There's not a lot out there. Um, so things like nitroprusside or hydralazine are going to be the ones that I'm most comfortable or that I've got the most experience using in a hypertensive crisis is the other term that gets used or I don't know that I think gets used. I use <laughs> maybe it's just me but um yeah like they're called i guess what they call a hypertensive emergency i tend to call a hypertensive crisis mm-hmm. i don't know same thing you have uh, target organ damage um yeah they don't really go into a lot of detail on the treatment in this i'm just this treatment they're like uh beta blockers be what are they saying here uh specific disease agents blah 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 beta blockers alpha blockers um Long-term calcium channel blockers, so why do things ACE inhibitors. have uh, hypertensive crises? Oh, that's a good question. So, um, the, this one, so kidney disease is a common cause for high blood pressure. Um, as you recall, kidneys are also a target organ, so it's sort of cyclical, which stinks. Um, so, if you have uh, kidney damage, that can cause hypertension, and if you have hypertension, it can cause kidney damage. So, sometimes it's actually hard to tell. Um, it's kind of a chicken and egg situation. Regardless, you need to control the hypertension because it's not helping the kidneys. <clears throat> you also you know do what you can for the kidney disease because it's not helping the hypertension. Um, Cushing's disease, hyperthyroidism are also associated with. Um, high blood pressure then they can have other like tumors like a pheochromocytoma um, say that one like, five times like fast chronic things though well those, those were the chronic things so like kidney oh, okay. disease cushing's disease would be like the chronic yeah, diseases. your your crisis was not a chronic thing well like they can have high blood pressure chronically and then suddenly it gets really bad yeah um so they can sometimes come in like probably what happens is the animals have had high blood pressure for months and it's just gradual and the owner there's nothing for the owners to recognize and since they don't go in um and you know get their blood pressure checked every time they go to the pharmacy and they have that little chair you sit in and you stick your arm and you check your blood pressure and blah 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 and we know in people high blood pressure is a common problem so people are on the lookout for it mm-hmm. um but we, we, it probably, it just goes unrecognized. Like you said, nobody's like, my, I have some chest pains. Um, and so it only comes in when the animal's doing well. the from Best in Show. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That oh, all Weimaraners have uh, high blood pressure. Do they? No, but okay. they just are very anxious dogs. Yeah. Um, and like in that movie, their owners are equally anxious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so there could also be... Um, like a few other less common things, like a pheochromocytoma, I feel like is one of the fairly common things we'll see, but we'll see like transient or episodic high blood pressure spikes and things like that. Um, probably kidney disease is the most common thing yeah. though. That is there nothing that like can cause it to just spike out of the blue? Like that would a, be like a pheochromocytoma where pheochrom is a type of tumor of your adrenal gland mm-hmm. and you're the part of the adrenal gland that produces adrenaline. And so it'll sometimes be like, here's a bunch of adrenaline. And then your body's like, ah, all the adrenaline and your yeah. blood pressure spikes and your heart rate goes up and the animal's like, this is miserable. There's nothing like, and then it goes away. Like they eat a certain frog and they're like, wow. Oh, there would be toxins that could do it. Um, I don't know about the frog specifically. I'm trying to think of the bufo toads, if those would cause... Those might. I don't remember if they caused hypertension specifically. Um, drugs can certainly do it. Um, <laughs> like if they, they ate a bunch of testosterone. Yeah. Could do it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of the deal. Let's see. What else do they say? Um, 
Yeah, try to get the systolic down. They don't really go into a lot of... Oh, okay. They're like, chapter 159 discusses the pharmacologic management of hypertension in more detail. So... In hundred fifty-nine, yeah, in a hundred and forty-nine chapters, we'll get to that. Boom! That's a lot of chapters. Oh, that's not even the end of the book, sweetie. What? Do you know how many? Hang on, let's go back and find out how many chapters there are in this. But there's a lot. It's okay. That's chapter one. There are. Drum roll! You ready? Yeah. Two hundred and eleven chapters. What? We need to start doing more of these. Yeah, we're gonna have to speed it up. We're. uh, Mm -hmm. This is gonna take us four years. I mean, that's fine. I plan on still doing this podcast for a while. Yeah, we'll see. But we might have to call it Vet Book yeah, rather than Vet Books. <laughs> <laughs> this is Vet Book. Um, pick the longest okay. book. Well, yeah, you know. Okay, that's that's kind of the majority of it. So we'll just say the treatment is to be continued <laughs> in like two and a half years. We will, ooh, the suspense. Um, is it game time? It is game time. It's game time. What game are we playing? The backwards, backwards game. What did I say? There's still the beans. It's the backwards, backwards game. It is. I was supposed to wait until you did the. Yeah, I think you did that last time too. I get really excited. It's a fun game. All right. Okay, so you planned all this. Yep. And you just like picked some words. Yep. Out of the, out of the thing. Yep. Out of the chapter. Do you? Did you record them? Yeah, I did record. Did you say them properly? Who knows? But I recorded <laughs> my uh, me saying them too. So do I have to rec- to try to say it the way you? S- I guess I do. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't re-record these. What are you talking about? Okay. All right. Here's the first one. Here okay. it is. Forwards. Forwards. Pathophysiology. It's pathophysiology. Did I say it right? <laughs> yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> Why is it adorable? <laughs> I don't know. It just was. I thought it was really cute. All right. Now here it is backwards. Visualize <laughs> for I wasn't ready. Oh, you're going to have to do it three times. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. I'm ready. Okay, one more time. You hush. You hush. Okay. So I recorded it. Now I just have to push play and hold it up to the microphone, right? Yeah, let's see how you did. <laughs> you don't have to hold it up to the microphone. Oh, I don't? Press play again? What'd you say? Was that it forwards? Yeah, that was it forwards. <laughs> I think that was pretty good. <laughs> play it again. <laughs> there was a little bit. I think I said sandwich in there somewhere. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. Did you get that was allowed? You think you could hear it okay? Yeah, you can hear it. On. I mean, I can hear it, but... Okay, so if I hit record again, it'll just record? It'll yeah, you don't right. have to do okay. else. Okay. All right, here's the second one. Ooh, that was tough. You ready? Yeah. Oh, I got to turn the volume up for <laughs> oh, that. Sorry. Yeah, that'll help. Therapeutic goals. Therapeutic goals. That was loud. Okay. Therapeutic goals. Okay. Backwards, that sounds like... Sorgerous. <laughs> Okay, sorry. <laughs> Once more. You should probably have the phone closer to your mouth. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, you want to see what it sounded like real quick? I guess, yeah. That was pretty good. Wait, uh, what, what did I say again? Therapeutic goals. Let's say yeah. it again. 
Jeepers play? Or no, say it again. Sorry, I was. Oh, did you, you want to hear did what you it is backwards? Mine? No, it, you were not using mine. Oh, you have to press play on your thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm so confused. <laughs> I gotta take the marbles out of my mouth. Sarah Peter Pulse. Turn the volume up a little bit on my phone. Oh, on your phone? Okay. Yeah. All right, once more for those who couldn't hear before. Sarah Peter Pulse. Sarah Peter Falls. <laughs> That's what <laughs> it sounds like. Do you have another one? I got one more. All right, one more. All right, I'm ready. So next time, hold this up to my mouth more. Yeah, yeah. That's not, that wasn't bad. Okay. You ready? Yep. It's going to be Kate Hopper. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. So if you screw this one up. No pressure. Someone's going to be mad. That's okay. Here it is backwards. Okay. One more. again? Yeah. One more. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> That was so good. What are you talking about? I'm amazing at this. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kate. <laughs> I do apologize. <laughs> uh, I I might have to tell her about that. Yeah. 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 I saw Maybe her. Listen to I, it. Saw, I saw her on Tuesday. I'll probably see her this next Tuesday. Well, not see her. It's on Zoom, but yeah. Um. Yeah. I think next time. We play the backwards, backwards game. I'm going to plan it and you are going to say the words backwards. What? No. Yeah. Uh, I think the people want to hear you saying things backwards too. They are hearing. I'm already saying it backwards. I say it backwards perfectly every time. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Uh, I think that if you guys want Topher to do that, you guys are going to have to, uh, I don't know, somehow tweet at us or gram us or something. <laughs> Otherwise, he's probably never going to do it. But if the fans demand it, it'll happen. Yeah. All right, thanks for joining us for Chapter 9. We'll catch you next vet book for hyperthermia and fever. Ooh. Ooh. Bye. Bye.